Good morning. <laughs> well, well, well. Just before um, we kind of move toward the message, I do want to just in a little bit of a, a um, in this faith-filled environment, I just want to kind of plant a seed of uh, of something that it brings some sobriety, and yet with that seed grow in some excitement to watch a miracle happen. Uh, a dear family in our church, uh, the Rose, Allison and Glenn, and uh, I see Allison today, um, their son Joshua has recently been diagnosed with, lim- um, with Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's had a cancerous tumor removed from his groin area and is now undergoing uh, chemo, aggressive chemo treatments. They, their faith has been amazing, um, and just their steadfastness to, steadfastness to believe the Lord in this time. And we just wanted to share it with the church family um, and so that we can be in prayer together to watch this miracle take place, that there would be no uh, lasting um, effects at all from, from the, the cancer that's attacking this young man's body. Now, I just want to give some instruction that... When we're journeying uh, as a family, the greater family of the church, then we have uh, our family inside the family, uh, it's really important that we highly, highly respect their privacy. And there will be moments where they grieve. That doesn't mean they've lost faith. It means they're grieving um, and they're processing emotions. Um, and they need to have, a, uh, uh, this journey needs to have a private aspect to it. And also the public aspect where they join their faith with ours and ours with theirs for this miracle. So what I'm asking is just as they are here in the church that um, there isn't conversation. Don't, I know we want to say, how's it going? How's he doing? And we're going to figure out to have some kind of an online uh, reporting uh, so that we can track together as a church. But I think as you can imagine... Um, you want to come to the house, they want to come to the house of God and just put that concern and problem aside while they focus on Jesus, they focus on their source. Um, and so just in way of instruction and in way of helping them and then releasing that information today, let's just stretch our hands out toward uh, Allison today. Father, I thank you today for this amazing family. Lord, already demonstrating faith. There's a resolve in them that you are God, that you are the, the master of all. And Lord, as they're believing you as to Today as the house that we gather around this and we say no to cancer, no to any lingering effects in this young man's body, no in the name of Jesus. And Lord, let there be a, a grace bubble that would go around their lives in this season that they can do all and after having done all to still stand, to still be dressed in the weaponry that you give us. This is not in our strength, but this is the strength that you give us. And today as a house, we bring Bring our shield of faith alongside them. We get around them like the movie 300. We put our shields of faith all around this family and say, you cannot have access to this family enemy. In the name of Jesus, we take our place as a church now in prayer, and we will lift this up in Jesus' name. And everyone said, thank you, soldiers. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us just to journey with you and fight with you in this. Well, what a weekend. Um, And uh, as Christina said this morning, you're not going to get, I I have just a little different take on it. I don't think you're going to get the residue. I I think that um, we're actually going to another level this morning. 
And uh, I'm not picking on her. I just, uh, the, I know what she means. It's just, you can sense something lingering. And so we just want to take that now and go a little bit higher. I just want to say thank you so much uh, to the staff team that uh, obviously behind the scenes for a weekend like this, uh, me and Ted and Ryan and Brittany, Natalie, Karen, unbelievable. And then the teams, the teams in the teams that uh, made all this possible. Can I say this, uh, Harvest, I am super proud of you. The hunger that you have come into this weekend with, the way that you showed up during 21 days of fasting and prayer. As you heard, Christina, and my heart and the leadership heart, that we felt this was a significant, pivotal time in the history of our church. And not only did you just entertain that idea, but as a church body, you got behind that and said, yes, it is. And so your hunger has been evident your tent, by your attendance, by the, just the exuberance and the openness of your hearts. And then to see the prophetic, um, I just want to say, I watched it flow over this weekend in some of the most powerful expressions that I've seen. And I've been involved in this ministry for 30 years uh, in the prophetic ministry. And um, this team knocked it out of the park and ministered with integrity. They uh, ministered with a pastoral uh, heart, but an apostolic and prophetic mantle to push this house into its destiny. So I just want to thank you, Harvest, and... and uh, just proud of where we are and where we're going. The uh, ministry that we're receiving, uh, just the ministry we've had all weekend, and Christina has alluded to some of that. I'm thankful for Pastor Sam and uh, Pastor Sam, Pastor Cam and Pastor Sandra, who co-pastor uh, Impact Church and Kings that are actually here with us this morning just to witness what's happening, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. But Pastor Frank and, and Chris uh, are amazing um, and just friends of ours and have been for years. Uh, Pastor Frank serves on our apostolic team uh, here. Uh, that's a team that's just kind of outside where I say, um, I need input. We need uh, just uh, seasoned uh, pastors and people who are ahead of us uh, to understand what we're doing and to bounce those things off. But uh, just over a year ago, he uh, came alongside in a more pronounced way as an elder uh, here in, at Harvest. And so he serves on our eldership team uh, as we meet and plan and, and uh, look at finances and all of those things. And so we're just very, very thankful, Christine and I, for uh, his being able to do that. And uh, just to give you a little understanding um, that as Pastor Frank comes, that he's established uh, and built with his wife as a co-pastor, uh, Viva Church in Oshawa, an amazing church uh, over 30 years now, right? Over 30 years of the founding pastor, um, and it just gets, it goes wider and wider and deeper and deeper and wider and wider and deeper and deeper. Pastor Frank also serves on the apostolic team of Ministers Fellowship Canada, a network that I belong to. And because I belong to that as a church, that's our church DNA and family that uh, we find uh, a connection with and say, these, these be our clan, these be our people. And you could go to an MFI Canada church anywhere across Canada and you would sense the same hunger and thirsting for God and God's presence. He serves uh, there to give oversight to us as pastors and for what's happening in Canada. Canada. He also uh, serves uh, MFI Brazil, and uh, this year he was representing in MFI Uganda uh, on the leadership team there. Uh, what, the reason I'm saying these things, these are not accolades. 
This is the touch of God in his life to have an apostolic mantle to give a, a building anointing. So when we talk about apostles, we're not talking about someone who's in charge, someone who's the big boss, who's the apostle of your movement. Oh, the big boss is. No, we see uh, the apostolic movement, uh, excuse me, the apostolic ministry. Jesus, I give gifts to men, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists to equip the saints. And the way this house is equipped, when a, an apostolic anointing like last night is in our midst, then there will be a touch of God for building. There will be another layer we can add, or if God wants to go deeper for a deeper foundation to add an addition to the house, he'll do that. And so this morning, that's what I'm ready to receive. That's what I want you to be ready to receive. We're going to hear words about how to get to our future. We've heard prophetic word now all this weekend about how, how God, you know, this is where you're going to go. I want to know how to get there. I want to know how to get there. And it's the anointing of the apostolic ministry that gives a directive and, and some help in building. Would you stand to your feet this morning and honor and welcome Pastor Frank Satius. Wow. No pressure, huh? No pressure at all. Hey, is that okay if we, uh, well, okay. Ella, can you come over here, honey? I, I just, um, can you guys also come? Come over here, sweetheart, because I tell you what, I, you have a beautiful family. I met your, your, your family. I know, I know it's very uncomfortable, but, you know, I needed to do that. I needed to do that because when I, when I, when I, when I saw you on the platform, you know, I saw such a great unction and anointing over your life. And I saw... You know, in your, in your just, your beautiful heart as you worship God. And, um, you know, I have a daughter. She's, uh, her name is Gabriela. And uh, she has such a sweet spirit and, and such a power over her life. And uh, I was there immediately. I went to your pastor. And then I went to your dad way back there. He's just working. I said, man, I don't need to hear that kid to know that this kid is called, is just has such an anointing, and it's going to be such breakthrough. All I want to say to you, I don't know if they guys have anything else, but what I want to tell you is this, is that uh, uh, guard that anointing. You are not like everybody else. That's not a pressure to put on you, but just don't feel weird if, you know, things are unsettled because you are not like it. So uh, you, are, you, are, you are set aside for the things of God. And so, uh, you know, just, just guard that, you know, be who you are, have fun and all that kind of stuff. But just to remember that there is a presence and a power of God over your life. And this goes beyond you, is for others. And there is something special about you. And uh, I just want to release that upon you and also upon your family, your dad and, and your family. You guys are just a beautiful people. I don't know you, but the little way I have met you, it's just easy to find out that you guys have a beautiful, a beautiful heart, a beautiful spirit. And I just want to bless you. Anything there? Um, I don't know if we can just as a church stand up and just just release our hands out to this precious daughter of the king. Um, well, in worship, I, I just actually Sandra and I both were just distracted by you. Um, and as soon as I saw you, the Lord just said, I didn't call you to fit in. 
I called you to stand out. And I feel like the Lord, there's even a tug of war in your heart to try to fit in with a certain group of friends, and the Lord is saying, they're not your tribe. Be okay, even at times, being alone because you're a pursuer of the presence of the Lord. And there is something that you should guard, as Pastor Frank said. I'm going to tell you why it's so important. I'm married to somebody who guarded what God deposited in her. And she was not swayed by any boy. And I feel like there's a tug of war in your heart to, to even just to look around and to observe who's out there. And I feel like the Lord is saying, if you can take the next three to four years to make Jesus your only focus, God will personally find you with the person that you need for your life. I'm going to tell you for me, God brought somebody 10,592 kilometers away into my world and said, there you go, Cameron. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But I feel like the Lord is saying, if you can give me the next couple years and not worry about that issue, I'm going to do something that is so beyond what you could ever imagine. There is something very precious on your life. And at times, young boys are going to be attracted to the presence of God on your life, but not necessarily you. They're going to be attracted to the wrong thing. And I feel like the Lord is just saying, just give me this season. Just give me this season. I just want to pray over you, if that's okay. Father, we just thank you right now for this beautiful young woman, God. And we thank you, Lord. The verse comes to mind that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro all over the earth to see those whose, and to find those whose hearts are committed to him. And I just feel, Lord, as I looked up on the stage, I saw uh, just this young woman whose heart is fully committed to you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God, that you... She has found you and you have found her. And so I pray, God, that you would put a special hedge of protection around her. God, we thank you for the gift that you have already deposited in her. I thank you for that pure love and passion for you, for your presence, for your house, to just worship your majesty. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would put a special hedge of protection around her heart, around her mind, God. I thank you for the gift and calling that is on her, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would give her wisdom that you would put the right people in her path that she would process with and walk with and journey with so that she can walk out the destiny that you have for her, God. We just pray, God, for even an increase of that anointing, God, that she would grow and learn and and mature and grow into that gifting of releasing your presence into rooms of people, that there would be generations that would be inspired by her, young and old, Lord Jesus, and that even though she is young, she would be a role model for what it's like to lavish her love on you, unashamedly worship you, God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that she is not too young. And I thank you, Lord. I I just feel to say you are not too young to be an example, but be an example in all things, in your character, in your love for Jesus, in your worship for him, in your love for the word, in your purity, and be unashamed to be who God has set you apart to be, because he has indeed set you apart and that's no pressure it's a privilege and so we thank you God we just bless her today in Jesus name name. amen amen Amen. you may be seated Ella forgive me okay (laughs) 
Pastor Roy and Christina, thank you so much for having us. What a great weekend. What a great trust. I mean, you guys, these guys are people of faith, man. I tell you what, to have us here, um, you know, it required faith, and they did. I'm telling you what, we had so much fun. It was so good. Your church is so good. I, I just feel at home. I, I texted him last night, and I said, man, we have a problem because I feel so at home here. And that's dangerous uh, to the point of being dangerous. You know, I can, I can walk around and hug and kiss you and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I don't know if you like that or not, but I do. And so, uh, you know, I just do it and I ask forgiveness later. Amen. Um, Pastor Cameron and Sandra, what a great time together. We haven't, doing, haven't done this in 15 years. I think this, Pastor Roy, Christina, was the most time we spent with these guys, Right? Uh, I mean, other than to pass each other in conferences and things like that, but I think just doing ministry together and spending time together, having breakfast together, it was, it was just awesome. Yeah. This guy's pastor, a great church in, in uh, Kingston, and uh, it's just a great place. We are there, Pastor Roy and uh, Chris and I, we were there this past week, and great week of prayer, and it's just awesome. Our church is having a great time in prayer. Uh, there is a group of young adults that's meeting at the, at the church building at 6 in the morning from 6 to 8. And then last Sunday, uh, we just had almost 200 people showing up for a prayer meeting. And uh, it was like the place was packed tonight. You know, we are going to eat something quick and then we're going to make our way there because I don't want to miss the prayer meeting tonight uh, over there. It's going to be fantastic, amazing. But um, I have a question for you. How many of you really want to go to the next level? Okay, that's not everybody, but I assume that that's a bunch, but I, I, I know how it is. Uh, when I talk about next level, I'm talking about seeing materialized blessings. Like, you know, you need miracles. I heard, uh, 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 you know, uh, this weekend here, several. And there are miracles that needed this house. There are things that God wants to do that is... You know, living a life in abundance. I think we are due for that. And I think this house has walked uh, in such a great journey over these 20 years. And you have been so faithful. And you have been so, uh, you know, uh, really a treasuring what God has given you. And, and being good stewards of what God has given you. But I just wanted to just deposit this in your spirit. That God has more. Say more. more. And uh, I'm going to give you a key. I'm going to give you a key. Look to the person beside you and say, there is a key. And as I was praying today, I felt that this year for you is indeed a year of our harvest, is a year of growth, is a year of abundance, is a year of breakthrough, is a year of advancing. Now, uh, I, when I talk about, you know, blessing, multiplication, advancing, miracles, uh, I, I wanted to, underst to understand that God has that intended for you already. That God has already set. I want us to understand that what God has given to us through Jesus Christ at the cross. Was everything. God's not holding anything back. Uh, he, he is, he, what he needed to give. It's already released uh, through Jesus. It's released through his word. It's released through his presence. And uh, now it's up to you and me to partner with him. And the measure of freedom, the measure of blessings that we are going to have is upon the measure of how much we walk, how much we trust, how much we believe. In other words, how much we act upon what he already has said. That's five of you. It's getting better. 
right? It's already, uh, um, uh, God has given, so God's not holding anything back from harvest. And what I want to give you is not a key that is so hidden that you can find. It's a very visible key. It is an easy key, but it's going to require you to take action. Look to the person beside you and say, you got to do something about it. You don't know what, but you got to do something about it, right? Now, um, I want to start with a scripture very familiar and very powerful. This scripture is not the theme of the message, but I felt that I needed to share this scripture so there is no risk of you misunderstanding me and what I'm about to say to you. And uh, I don't want you to mix that. I don't want you, I want to take that out of, you know, any, any religious thoughts or any preconceived ideas. I want that all go away because of this scripture. I don't want to be misinterpreted and I don't want the enemy, give any room for the enemy to put any seed in, in your mind, in your heart that is not God's word, pure word over your life and over this house. Colossians 3.23, um, by the way, there is a, a QR code that's going to show up with the, uh, with the, um, with the notes. And uh, I don't know if that shows up, verse 17, on the notes or, uh, or on uh, verse 23. But Colossians 3.17 and 3.23 are basically the same thing. It says this, whatever you do, you can just take a picture of that and you have all the notes that you need uh, today. Whatever you do, work at it with your heart as though you are working for the Lord and not for people. Whatever you do, work at it with your heart as though you are working for the Lord and not for people. That word, whatever, it means everything. It means it's words or deeds. It means everything. So as you give of your talent, your treasures, your time. You must do it with the understanding that you got to do it not for people, not for an institution, not for an organization. It has to be done to the Lord. If you serve, you got to be served for the Lord. When you give, you give your time, you give your treasures, it has to be done to the Lord. Why am I saying that? Because you expect only and you can expect the blessings and the breakthrough and the, and the miracles and everything that you need only will come from Him. That's five of you again. Um, it only comes from Him. It's only from Him. It's like you can't do things expecting being... Um, you know, receiving what you need from people, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Everything that you do, say everything. everything. Everything that you do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. This is very important for you to get it. Because I'm about to say some things to you that's going to require you to understand. That, you know, our mindset needs to shift and to change. Why am I saying this to harvest? Because harvest has a greater potential than where you're walking in right now. Because harvest has a greater measure of influence. You know, it was prophesied over you over this weekend, Pastor Ken, Pastor Luis, that the influence of this house is not only for the city, but it's for the nation, I would say for the world. And so what you're doing here, you have to be doing with this in mind. That my, our influence goes beyond us here. And so don't be comfortable. Always you're going to be stretched. You're always going to be required of you. It's a price to pay. 
But it's a great price to pray. Because as you do it, listen, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of the other things shall be added unto you. Like the all other things is your businesses, is your finances, is your marriages, is yours, everything else. You worry about serving God. You worry about serving the King and not only with your words, but with your actions. Why am I saying this? Because God does not want you to be comfortable. That's why. No, no, don't be comfortable. Look to the person, person beside you and say, get ready to move. Right? Because we can be so comfortable with what we have. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing what we have? Yeah, we all like it. But God's saying, I have saved you and I have brought you and I have given you for more. But we require everybody. Say everybody. Say everybody. Look to the person beside you and say, he's talking to you right now. Some of you are not doing what I'm saying. But anyway. <laughs> Listen. Because it, it will require everybody to jump in. And everybody do their part. To see the kingdom of God expanding and grow. What was said in Acts chapter 6. six when, there was a, when there was the church was growing. The church could be said about you. When the church and the house of God was growing, you know, it begins to pop up some trouble here and there. But the, the bottom line was that they needed to take care of the trouble so they could grow some more. And so you got to make sure that that happens here, that you are not comfortable because it's so easy for you to say, boy, we have great worship, we have a great time. Oh, isn't that beautiful to be here every Sunday at 10 o'clock? Oh, everybody together. Oh, I see everybody. This is just an amazing thing. I'm saying that's awesome. But what about the rest of the city? What about your families? What about your relatives? They're hell bound right now. It's like we can't think that way. You, we can't think that way. We can't think this is so good that I'm just, let's just, you know, Jesus, can we just stay here? You know, let's just stay here. Just us and no more. Well, you can't, you can't have that because that's not the call of this house. Look at your name. Like your name, it says all about you. It's like harvest. And unless there is a harvest, you're not measured up to the name that God gave you. So there is always need to be a harvest. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the message now. That was just so you don't misinterpret what I'm saying. <laughs> because this passage is going to tell you some things about what needs to happen. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 8 and 9. Father, we ask your blessing upon your word today. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. It says, now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a rich woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Now, there are three types of people. There are more types of people. The three that I want to talk to you today about it. Three types of people. Three different types of believers living today. The first one I want to talk to you about is the ungrateful. 
I call this type of person the person who is poor in their soul. The ungrateful kind is the type of person who doesn't recognize the channel of blessings over his or over her life. The ungrateful type is the type of person that makes you feel that you're always owing him or her something. It's very difficult to deal with the kind of despair in the person because the ungrateful, because it's never enough. For the ungrateful, you never do enough. Because the more you do, they will require more of you. And you have some people like that in your circle of influence, I will guarantee it to you. So no matter how much you do for the person, it's never enough. This type of person who can't recognize the blessings of God over his or her life. Let me give you some example. The ungrateful one is the person who is not grateful for his or her job. Bad salary, bad boss, complain, whine, go to work every day, but doesn't recognize the blessing of God over, the, over, over their life. They can't see, they can't express that that job is doing something for them. That's the ungrateful. It's the son or daughter who is ungrateful for his or her parents. Rebellious. They shout at their mother and father. They don't, don't care, don't respect, no expression of gratitude. It's like entitlement is all over that. It's the type of believer who's ungrateful for the church or for the pastor or for the, 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 the leadership team. They can't see that the church has been a channel of blessing to their lives into their families. They can see pastors as a blessing. They, they kind of get too familiar with the anointing. Listen very carefully. You don't want Roy and Christina's anointing. You want Pastor Roy and Pastor Christine's anointing. That's what you want. This type of believer can't see the blessing that the leaders and the pastors, they're pouring into them. They're just a field that is never enough. It's a person that complains about how church is and how they are and how they worship and how the lights and the sound and the this and the that. And it could be better. It could be more. It's always never find something good to say about it. It's the believer who is ungrateful to God. And I hope that is none of us here today. They can't see. They can't say, thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for the life I have. That's the ungrateful. But the second type of people is the people that uh, left this place of ungratefulness and come into the realm of recognition. They recognize and express this uh, gratitude, this gratefulness. They're able to recognize the channel of blessings over his or her life. Is the type of person that sees his workplace as a channel of blessing to his or her. Is the type of place, person that goes to work understanding that may not have the best job and they, they may not have the best boss, they may not have the best finances and the salary, but they see that place as a place and so they are grateful for the work that they are doing, for the place that they open opportunity for them. They are grateful. They go into that place. They know that that place is may not be the best of the best, but it's putting food on their table. It's taking care of the gas in their car. It's taking care of the clothes that they, that they are wearing. It's the, it's, the, it's the person that recognizes that. May not enjoy it, but is able to recognize. Man, I'm grateful for that. It's the type of the son or daughter who recognizes how much of a blessing his parents are in their lives. 
He's the type of people that walk around and say, man, you know what, my, my, my infancy, and, and for some of you, that has been so horrible in a sense of some of your family experiences are not the best. I have some stories like that. I mean, I was sexually abused by my uncle when I was from 7 to 11 years old, so I know what pain a family is about. And, and, I, and I realize there are some, 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 some things that happen in the family. But I'm talking about a person that looks at their family. They say, it's not the best. I grew up very poor. My mom and dad, my mom never went to school. My mom signed her name like, you know, the old-fashioned way. You understand? She couldn't, she couldn't write anything. But it's that type of person that it looks at that their family and say, you know what? There was sacrifice to where I may not be where I wanted to be, but I recognize the sacrifice. I recognize that you did everything, that you, you know, got me out and you, and you fed me and you, and you put clothes and you took care. You did the best that you could. Maybe it could be better, but you know what? I recognize that if it wasn't for your care upon my life, I wouldn't be here today. You recognize that. Is the recognition of that. that. That son or daughter that simply say thank you. Thank you. Is the believer who recognizes and expresses gratitude towards the church. That he or she attends. It's gratitude towards the leaders. Well, thank you so much for providing this beautiful space that I can come with my family and worship the Lord. Thank you so much for doing the best that you can to provide us with the presence of God. Thank you so much that, uh, you know, that you gave, Pastor Roy. Thank you so much, Christina, that you gave, you know, 20 years of your life and sowing into my family and sowing into my, into my kids and sowing into, you know, I am who I am because of that kind of, that kind of giving. It's like that, 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 that recognizes that, that recognizes the leaders and the small group leaders. And thank you for opening your home so we can come. Thank you for, you know, the, 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 the food. And thank you for, you know, the worship that we have and the work that it takes to put a team like this together. And, and the prayer that goes behind the scene. I, I realize, so I'm grateful for the house that comes and, and I'm able to be here and sitting in this place with my family. And the house being a blessing to me. Thank you. That's the person who recognizes. It's grateful. That's the, that's the second type. That begins that prayer with, Lord, thank you. I'm grateful that I'm alive another day. And there is some issues and troubles in my life. But Lord, I just want to come out today and say, thank you. I am grateful for a new day. I know that before I ever even go to this day, you're already going before me, Father. So I am grateful. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your word that works in my spirit, in my heart, in my life. Thank you, O oh God, for what you're doing in my life. Person that recognizes. But in this text, that is the third type of person. And that's why I want to park a little bit. And we see that this woman is able to recognize the blessings around her. She is what we can call someone that is rich in her soul. He's rich in her spirit. She, is as, she has a prosperous soul. She knows and she recognizes the blessings around her. Well, how do we know that? 
Because in verse 9, she goes and she says, she says to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes us by here regularly. Now look, there is this man of God called Elisha, this prophet who travels from place to place. The Bible begins to say that she's in Shunan. Shunan is a city between two big cities. And so if you go from Samaria, from Samaria and if you, if you go up to, up to Carmel, or if you're on Jezreel, and you go up to Carmel, or vice versa, you have to pass through that little city. That little city was just a small midway point from these two great centers that people travel all the time. And this prophet would be traveling on that road back and forth all the time. It's a place where travelers would stop to, you know, to rest for the night and then keep on journey for the next day. This woman who we don't know her name somehow becomes friends with this man of God and, and called Elisha. And every time that he's passing by, she's inviting him to come in and have a little bit of a Brazilian coffee and, and with some Brazilian steak and, and with some, it's some cheese breads that, uh, you know, that is, it's all coming in and every time that is, you know, she's already, you know, it's there and, and this man stops by and they have this nice little coffee and all of that kind of stuff. And then kind of having a little, a little, a little time of gathering and then he gets up and go to a Motel 6 or a Best Western, you know, to spend the night. And then they go into the journey the next day. And she comes and she says, you know, she calls her husband one day as they have this nice meal together. You know, as, as they dismiss one another, as they kind of, you know, yeah, thank you. You know, here we are, bye-bye, and we are moving on. It's kind of, you know, that as, as he, she sees this prophet moving, moving on, she, she tells her, honey, you know, this is a holy man of God. What is she doing? Actually, the actual translation for it's, it's she, he is a chosen man of God. What is she doing? She's recognizing, is verbally expressing what she feels and how she feels about him. I recognize that he is a holy chosen man of God. This woman has the ability to express what she recognizes. Recognition requires expression. Say that with me. Recognition requires expression. And she tells that about Elisha. And my prayer is that we all would be able to recognize this morning where we are sitting. My prayer is that we all would recognize today that as we look into harvest, that look into the man and the woman of God, that God has place here to serve you and to call. I have seen a past heart displayed this weekend as I have never seen and I know these guys for years but you know a man that's going from downstairs upstairs and he wants to hear what's going on downstairs and then upstairs and there is this whole shepherding thing concern about the people of God and concern about your marriage and concern about your finances and concern about your health and concern about the house of God and concern about what's going on and has poured his life and, and, and everything and that means there is nothing left it's just everything. You know, I hope that we are able to this morning express that to this house, to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for planting me where you have planted me. Yes. Now, I would like to tell you about another type of person. I talked to you about the ungrateful, the mediocre, the one that's poor in the spirit. I talked to you about the person that recognizes it's better, it's good, thankful, expresses gratitude. 
But I want to tell you about another even greater group, a group that's going to a greater level, a group that's going beyond, a type of people. Greater than recognition. Recognition is good, but it's greater than recognition. You may ask, Pastor, recognition is already so awesome. Is there anything higher than that? Well, it is. It is honor. Say that with me. Say honor. Honor, honor is something higher than recognition. And if you're a person that recognizes the sources of blessing in your life, it's awesome. The doors open for you, no question. But when we understand honor, we begin to walk over a much higher revelation. What is the difference between recognition and honor? Look at verse 9 and verse 10. It says, And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Verse 10, Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be. Whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. What is happening? Elisha is leaving one day after a nice Brazilian barbecue after a nice Brazilian coffee, after beautiful, you know, sweet stuff and, and, and cheese bread. And I know it's about lunchtime and I'm just purposely doing that so you can think about food right now. <laughs> and they're saying their goodbye, goodbyes. And she says, honey, this is the mighty man of God. But you know, I really like this man. I recognize as a man of God. And, I, 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 and you know what, honey? Uh, why don't we make a little apartment for him? Why don't we get, you know, Emma to draw a little plans for this man? And a little apartment. We have space, you know, we can, we can build. Why, why don't we, why, why, let's get John, you know, uh, to, to just build a nice little, little thing and a nice little, little apartment. You know, he can get the drawing that Emma is going to do for free. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he, can, he can just build there, you know. We, we, can, we, can, we can send them to Home Depot. We can go there and we can buy a couple things. And we can buy, you know, we can get the bricks for the apartment. And, and we can do all that. That would be just wonderful, you know. And we can get an interior decorator to go and get some stuff. And, uh, you know, we can get the, the bed, the table, the chair, the lamp. You know, honey, let's invest and make a nice room for the men of God in our home. What am I saying? I'm talking about the difference between recognition and honor. It's very simple. Honor is the result of recognition plus investment. Did you hear that? Honor is, the, is recognition plus investment equals honor. Verse 9 is all about recognition. Verse 10 is about honor. Honor is what goes beyond our words. Honor has to do with action. Several months ago, I was in Uganda. And um, uh, we, we have helped a, a little church up in the northern part of Uganda. You know, and, and, and this pastor who has no money at all knew that we were in a, a, a building project. And, uh, and he comes on the, just the day that I'm leaving the place there. He comes with an envelope. And, uh, and he says, Pastor Frank, I, I just want to I, I I be a part of what God is doing. And he put an envelope. And I'm thinking, you know, I didn't know what was in the envelope. And I opened the envelope. It was 300 U.S. dollars. Now, 
you gotta be there to understand what 300, it would be like you and me put an envelope today and get about five, $6,000 on it and put an envelope. It would be equally like that. And I said, man, I can't take this. I can't take this. The Lord said, you can't not take that. Because you're not going to rob the blessing from Him. You're not going to rob the blessing from Him. And I tell you, I was reluctantly, but I, you know, immediately, I mean, my heart broke right there and then, as you can imagine. What was he doing? He was honoring. What is honor? Honor is recognition plus investment equals honor. You see, it's not only enough for you to recognize who God is. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. We have to do something about the truth that we hear. We have to surrender our lives to Him. We have to give ourselves to Him. We have to place our life into His hands. You see, faith is just faith if we act upon what we believe. Did you hear that? There comes a point in your time, in my time, in my, in my life, in your life, that we have to put actions into the words. If you believe Him, you live for Him. Listen, I'm giving you a key. If you, if you believe Him, you have to do something about it. It's not enough for you to recognize that this church is a blessing to you and your family. <laughs> I need to take recognition and transform into honor. How do I do that? I invest my time, my talent, and my treasures. So I serve in the house of God. See, it's one thing for you to be in the, in the realm of recognition. You say, man, I love this place. But then you come into this house and there is nothing that you do in this house. I'm talking about a key that we will unlock some things. And I'll give you four benefits of honor in your life based on this text. That when we actually come from the place of recognition, enter to the place of honor. In other words, you recognize that the house of God is, is the place that you are, that you serve. And that, that you are receiving all that you need. And you begin to say, I'm going to be a part of this. More than just my body on a chair. I'm going to be a part of this. I'm going to join the team of the people. And I'm going to serve in the house. I can't do a lot, but I can do some. And so I'm going to turn my recognition into honor by providing, by giving of my time, my talent, and my treasures. I am going to sow my finances into the house. I am going to, I am going to give. I am going to be the type of a person that will live not on the basis of receiving all the time, which is not a problem to receive, but to get to live your life in, in, this, in this recognition plus investment that means honor because I'll give you four things that I was going to give with that, that aspect that with you honoring. I'm going to, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to do something about this place. And so I'm going to be a part of the team. I'm going to sow my talents, my abilities, my finances. I'm going to give. I'm going to be involved. I'm not going to allow people to take, you know, serve four or five times, you know, more than. No, no, no. I, this is a body. This is a family. This is my family, man. It's like we are, we, are, we are working on this harvest together. We are realized that there is a bunch of people out there that do not know Jesus. And we need to create some space. And we need to create some things. And so I am putting my time. I don't have a lot, pastors, but I have. 
have some. And the some that I have, I'm going to give with the best that I can. You see, because whatever we do in work or deed, you do it as unto the Lord. See, you, you move from the, from the place of, of recognition to honor. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty. We like that part. And your vats will overflow with new wine. We love that part. But you get a love to be able to sow. My abilities, my talents, my serving, my finances. Man, I'm going to give unto the Lord. You recognize that God is your source. Well, it's not good enough to recognize that. You have actually to do something about that. And I believe that one of the keys that people move forward and they have this kind of mindset. I'm not living for me. I'm here as a sword sojourner. As a, I'm here for a time. And the time that I'm going to spend here, I'm going to work for the Lord. I'm going to use my abilities. I'm going to use my talents. I'm going to use my resources to see the kingdom of God expand. And man, what you unlock in your life as a result of that is absolutely amazing. Because unfortunately... Only a few people walk on that dimension. But I want all 300 of 400, however many did you have, do you have a harvest, to walk on that dimension. Because that 400, I want to turn that into a 4,000. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Look to the person beside me and say, it's a lot of work. But the blessing that comes. See, we got to be able to give. Say give. Say everything. <laughs> it's getting dangerous, huh? But you're going to like it. You're going to like these four things that I'm going to give you. <laughs> Let me tell you a much higher place to live. When was the last time that you got into your house and you went from the place of recognition into honor and you took your mom and dad and say, Mom, Dad, I'm taking a while to eat today and I'm paying all the bills today. When was the last time that you got your parents and you took them out in a shopping and say, I want to buy something for you. That's leaving the place of recognition. But my own pastor, you don't understand. They don't need anything. Honor has nothing to do with need. Nothing to do with need. It has to do with, I recognize, therefore I'm doing something about it. I recognize, Lord, the blessing that this house has been in my life. So I am sowing on my life in this place. What happened when we do that? Thank you for asking that question. No time to cover all, but I'll cover some. Can you give me like uh, until 3 o'clock? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no time to cover all, but listen to me. What does honor do? Number one, honor breaks the power of barrenness. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 12 to 17. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call his Shunammite. And when he called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, see you have taken... I'm not even going to read because this is what happened. One of the nights, they're there after they had the nice meal, time to go to bed. They, have, they, they, they lay down the bed and Elisha looks to Gehazi and says, man, isn't that beautiful? 
like we have, this is a nice thing. They didn't have to do that, but they did. Isn't that, we should do something. Okay, Gazi, we need to do something about for, for them. What do you think they need? Call her here. Call the Shemanite woman in the, house, in the theater. So she comes in, you know, she already has his, her, her gown on for bed and stuff, you know. And the, they go there and say, hey, the man of God wants to talk to you upstairs. So she comes in upstairs and opens the door and he's there. And he goes, you know, uh, Gazi, ask her, what does she need? Maybe I needed to speak to the king because I have a good influence with the king, with the government. And so maybe she needs something. I want to do something for her. And she goes in and he asks, you know, the Gehazi asks her and she goes, no, my family is good. Financially, everything is good. I don't need anything. She turns around and goes. And then the guy says, so it can't be. I mean, she must need something. Gehazi goes, have you noticed all the years that we have come over here, she doesn't have a son. Her husband is impotent. That's basically what it's saying. She doesn't have a son. <gasps> Call her back in. And so she comes back in and they say, listen, he doesn't even ask now. He says, look. Nine months from now, a year from now, you have a son. And she goes, listen, I have believed this for a long time. Please don't say that to me because it's, it's, just, a, it's just like I, I can't go there again in my mind. I want a son so bad. You know, I don't want to do this. And, 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 and she goes, I'm happy the way I am. And he goes, no, no, no. Next year, you're going to have a son. That's exactly what happened to that woman. She had a son. Honor breaks the power of barrenness. Listen, what, what is barren in your life right now? What is barren in your life? What is it that is not moving forward? What is it that for a long time, and I'm dealing with this issue and this problem all for a long time, this lack, this deal that's going on, and, and I can't even believe for a new job. I can't even believe in a in better place. And I can't even believe that, that my son, I can't believe that my daughter, I can't even, you know, well, listen, honor breaks the power of barrenness. Whatever it is that is barren in your life, honor has the ability to break the power of that. Are you a people of honor? Do you know what honor is, right? Not recognition. It's honor now. It's honor now. I am going to do something about the blessings that I have recognized in my life. I am going to just get my hand in the plow and I'm going to work and I'm going to serve and I'm going to give. Pastor, I never been a tither. A tither, it was just hard to be and all that. But I, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to just trust God, believe God. I'm going to get somebody to help me with my finances, with my accounting, with everything. I, I, I just want to be faithful to God. I'm going to give. I never given before. I'm going to give now. Or I have given, but not, you know, doesn't express really, you know, and I want the expression of my, of my recognition for what God has given to me. Man, I'm going to give unto you. Lord. I'm going to be a person that gives. You know, I have this hidden talent that I never told anybody about it, but you know, I'm very good with accounting or I'm very good with cameras. I'm very good with whatever. I, and I, I, just, I just needed to serve. I just needed to do something. I'm going to be involved. Honor breaks the power of barrenness. What does it do? Well, keep on, keep on moving on. And you see that honor from verse 18 to verse 35, honor breaks the power of death. Few years passed, just for time's sake, few years passed. 
You know, the husband takes the little boy, he's now grown up, takes a little boy to the field. The boy and the father get in the field, they start working in the heat of the sun. Probably this boy has a, 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 a sunstroke or something like that. He starts feeling bad. My head, my head, dead. I don't feel so good. He gets the servants and take him back to the mother. Goes back. The mother is, is, is busy doing some stuff. The boy comes in and the boy sits on her lap. At noon, day, at noon time, the boy dies. What does she do? She takes the boy, takes up, takes up the boy. And places the boy in the bed, in the offering. She takes the boy and places into the place that she expresses honor. And lays him there. Say nothing to anybody. Close the door. Goes to her husband. Send me, I want a donkey, I want a horse, I want something to take me, I want to go to the man of God. She goes into the man of God, as you can imagine, in much despair. She goes in there, the man of God sees her from far away, tells Gehazi, Gehazi, isn't that the woman, the Shunammite woman? Go there and see what she wants. Gehazi goes, and this woman is just like crazy, man. I mean, she just, the son just died. And they would say, hey, is everything okay with you? Everything okay with your husband? Everything okay with the boy? Her answer is... Everything is okay. And keeps on going. Right to the man of God. She gets into the man of God. Is everything okay with her? No, the, 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 the boy just died. You know what she knows? She knows one thing. God gave me. God is able to do something about this. And so she goes to him. He goes in. And he gets into her. And, 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 and goes into the room. The prophet goes and opens the door. Before St. Gehazi with the staff. Didn't do, didn't do any work. Could preach about that but not going to. And then you know the, the Gehazi goes back. No, it didn't work. So he goes in there. The woman doesn't leave him there. The woman says, I'm staying with you man. You are going to go back there. Because listen, after all, I didn't ask for this son. You gave me. Yeah. She goes in there. With him. He goes into the room, closes the door, lays flat on the boy's head. Anyways, long story short, the boy comes back to life. Listen, honor breaks the power of death. I don't know what's dead in your life. I don't know what's gone in your life. I don't know what's something that you already forgot. This can never happen. It's over. It's done. It's down. It can't be. Listen, honor brings breaks the power of death and you go in man and you it's like it doesn't work i mean you know but god listen god can bring things back to life. I don't know where your relationship with God is. I don't know how you sense the presence of God in the part. Maybe that is dead in your life. But you see, honor can bring, breaks the power of death. For some marriage that you thought is dead, honors can bring marriages back to life. Honor can bring your kids back to the sheepfold. Honor can bring finances back into place. Can you say amen to that? I said that I'm giving you a key. may not be very exciting, but it's a key if you put it to test. How do you know that, Pastor? Have done it. Have done it. Listen, 
I just sense for harvest that there is something breaking through so amazingly in this place. Because I see a mobilization. Pastor Cameron, mobilize, or Pastor Luis, you. You know, the word over, there is a mobilization going on. And I see this, things happen. There is mobilization happening for this phase of harvest. That there is this excitement. There is this thing happening that's going on. That God is going to do. And whatever was dead, a city that was dead, a people that were dead, God's going to bring them to life. I believe there is a harvest of souls that are coming, um, coming into the kingdom of God. I believe that Cornwall is going to be back on the map of Canada again. Hallelujah. I believe that God's going to do something amazing to move into schools and to move into businesses and to move into what nobody gave nothing about man it's gonna come alive again hallelujah do it again Lord do it again do it again you believe that how many of you have dead things that need to come back to life how many of you have barren things that needed to come on oh man how many of you Pass from recognition to honor. They're coming. No, they're coming. No, no, no. Come, 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 come. Please, come. <laughs> My church, they do that too. They come in. It's nicking from behind. I go, what the heck is going on here back here? Number three. Honor brings deliverance. 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Here's the deal. When you move from a place of recognition to honor, you become very close. Do like this. Do like this. Close to God. And so here's exactly what happened. Elisha looked to one side and the other, and he goes, eh, you know, listen, not even the king knows this. The king doesn't know. What I'm giving you is an insight information. Here's what's going to be happening. For seven years, this land is going to be miserable. It's going to be bad. People are going to lose everything. And you know what? You build a home for me in your house. You honor me. You put a bed. You put a lamp. You put a table there. You know, you have done some things. I feel that I need to protect you. And here's what you do. Sell. You know, get, go to the bank. Grab everything. Leave your, leave your land in your house. But grab everything from the bank. And go to the, to the, to the, just to the neighbor. Because the neighbor here... It's not going to affect them, but it's going to affect your area. So you go there, live seven years there. The Lord's going to bless you there. That's exactly what she does. You know what honor does to us? Honor has the ability to deliver us from trouble. Did you get what I mean? Honor has the ability. There is just this sense that my pastor one time had in, in Israel when he was sitting in Israel with this businessman from his church in Brazil. He had some containers. He dealt with dollars a lot, you know, U.S. dollars. And so they are there in Israel and, and the business guy and the pastor get up and said, you know, Josias, that was his name, says, you know, I feel that you needed to, you needed to get all your dollars because there'll be something that's going to happen in the currency in Brazil. And I feel that you needed to get your money and change into dollar, everything that you have just changing to dollars. Josiah said, yeah, when I go back, he said, no, no, no. When you go back, no, do it today. Phone your company and tell them to get everything which was in the, the currency of Brazil and change that into buy U.S. dollars. But he said, but U.S. dollars is so high. Buy U.S. dollars. And, and he goes, when? Today. Now. Well, 
Josias goes, calls his company, and he goes, listen, this is going to sound crazy, but I want you to just get all the money you have and invest in dollars right now, right now, right now, right now. And the people in his company say, are you crazy? This is not going to put... He said, just do it. Just do it. Because you needed to know Teotli to, you know, Teotli was the pastor. And so he did. This is at 9 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock p.m., Josias come straight to him and said, Pastor, you're not going to believe what happened. In Brazil, in one day, you went to bed with $1,000. You woke up the next day with $10. Your zeros were all cut. It. A lot of people lost a lot of money, but not Josias. Why? Do like this. Do like this. Do like this. You want to be like that with God? There is some things that's going to happen. Like my dad. My dad would call me on the, on, the, on the company that I was working in Brazil one time. And I'm there. I'm, I'm serving God, but not serving God. I try to smoke. And my dad calls me. That calls that company. And he goes, can I talk to Frank? So they, I, I was working this company. He goes on the phone. And he goes, my dad is 400 kilometers away from me. And he goes, son, what are you up to? I said, I'm okay. He goes, no, you're not. You try to smoke. Are you smoking? I got, who told him that? My mom and dad had an inside scoop that I didn't have. Honor places you in a position of this. There is something going on in my house that I need to take care of. Honey, we better fast. Don't know why, but we better fast. Honey, I know you never go to the school to pick, my, to, to pick the girls, but I, I think you needed to go today. You know what? That friend, I don't know what's going on, but I just sense that that friend's not a good friend for our kids. Do like this, do like this. Listen, you take care of God's business and God will take care of your business. You take care of God's house, God's taking care of your house. You build God's house, God will build your house. You be faithful to Him, He is always faithful to you. And you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. We are walking inside our parking lot many, many years ago in our building, traveling from South Carolina. And we arrive at midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure. But I, I got the stuff and I said, honey, I'm going to go to the church. That's a joke, you know, you always go to the church before you ever even come home. That's what we do. But anyways, I left her at home and I went to the church. Well, as I go in down, I see Chris and she has her hands. You know, Chris has, you know, when Chris sends her, puts her finger towards you, man, her finger's about this big. <laughs> and she's there. I look at her from down the parking lot and I look up and I said, man, what's she doing? Well, I take the car, go in. She didn't, she didn't know. She just felt, pray for Frank, pray for Frank, pray for Frank. I'm driving, going on, on Park Road and King Street. I mean, as I just approaching, there is a car in front of me. As I'm approaching him, this car uh, crosses the red light and just go T-bone this car just in front of me. Listen, it was just one second, two seconds. And rather than the car, it would be me. Things like this in your life, the miracles that can happen in your life, it's amazing when you put God first. 
It's like just happen. Oh, I don't know. My kids, my this, my it just just happen. Would you please stand just to pretend I'm I'm ending. Number four, you want to hear number four? Yeah. Honor brings restoration and abundance. <laughs> Honors bring restoration and abundance. I don't know, I'm talking to somebody here for this now. Here's what happened. Elisha goes back to the king. This woman is out seven years and her husband. Things get better there. She gets her husband and the kids every time to go back home. As they get back home, the house and the land they had is now people took over their house. People took over their land. And they get in there and they say, man, this is crazy. I mean, people just took possession of what belonged to us. What are you going to do? We need to go to the king. She makes her way to the palace. But listen, in the palace, Elisha is in the palace and with the king. And the king goes, you know what? I know Elisha is not here with Gehazi, sorry, Gehazi is there with the king. And he says, you know what, S tell, me some, some, tell me some things that, about Elisha, what he did. I mean, out of all the miracles, you walk with him for a long time. Tell me all the miracles and stuff. And he starts and, no, 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 tell me the best one. And he begins to tell the king, you know, you know one time there was this crazy woman here from just around here. And um, she built us a home, she built us a town and she bought, I mean, it was amazing what she did for us. And we are there and uh, they, they, they prophesied this little kid, this little son. And end up that she had the son. And not only that, but now that son died. And then, so he started telling the story of this woman to the king. And Funny enough, or coincidentally, or Jesus incidentally enough. As he's talking to the king, you know, da 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 The woman comes there from the other door. And the Gehazi goes, you can't believe this. You know the woman I'm talking to? That's the woman right there. No. Yes. That is the woman she's walking in right now. He goes, really? What are you doing? And she goes, well, here's the deal. It's true. But you know what? There's some clowns that took my land and took my everything. What am I going to do? And he goes, really? So he turned to the, the king, get to the sins and say, hey boys, get an army together. Go back to their property, kick everybody out. But listen, kick out in a way that nothing will be destroyed, even the harvest that they have. Don't let them take nothing. This woman got in from the Philistines land empty-handed. When she left, there was abundance. She came back empty-handed. When it happened, she got into the house. They kicked the guys out and she got a better home. And she got all the harvest. Everything was for her at her disposal. She didn't work for it. She didn't plant. They didn't do anything. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm just believing the power of restoration of some things. I think we are in the prophetic weekend here that God can restore some things that have been lost, some things that have been done with, some things that the enemy has invaded your home and invaded your finances and invaded your house and say, 
you know it doesn't belong to you and God is saying it's yours it's restoration time honor breaks the power of death it breaks the power brings deliverance to us and restore how many people we have at harvest that says I will live in a place beyond resurrection I will bring the place of honor some restoration going on in their lives people that look at your life and say the devil stole my kids it is stole my finances it is stole my health and I'm gonna be a person of honor and I want to see that being restored back to life again how many of you we have like that make your way to the front make your way to the front make if you're a person that said man I'm gonna honor the Lord I'm gonna honor the Lord just just come just come just come harvest come on it's a time to go to the next level harvest come on it's a time it's not some it's everybody say everybody everybody I'm gonna honor I'm gonna be if you are not from harvest but you are here visiting you know and if you don't have a home church you better run into this come come very close here I spit but I'll, I'll promise I'll do it here you know listen listen we need to yeah, come just just jam in close we have a lot of space here so just jam in because we are going to take a hold of something in our lives callings I sense callings that was stolen from some of you and the Lord is saying no way I called you and I'm gonna restore you back I'm restoring you back come on come on put your hands up and begin to say God I will honor you I will honor you I will honor you I will honor you Lord come on make a decision right now that you're going to live beyond recognition and you're going to live in a place of honor in a place of honor hey hallelujah 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 harvest the best days are about to come the best days are ahead of you the best days are ahead 2023 the year of honor the year of walking the blessing year of walking the divine revelation of what God has for you hallelujah 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 speak it speak it some of you the things have been stolen from you speak it speak it Josh Josh that business thing speak that because you guys are people of honor come on speak that be bold mighty man speak that hallelujah Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on! Come on, open your mouth. Begin to declare blessing over you, over your household. Come on, call your children back. Call finances back. Call health. Oh, I speak against the devourer, the one that stole health from your body in the name of Jesus. I declare harvest being a place of miracle, a place where wonders and signs show up in this place in Jesus' name. Miracles! Miracles! Are you ready? Are you ready for miracles? Are you ready? Are you ready for lost people coming to come this place? Ah! Uh, hey! Come on! Are you ready? Are you ready for... Listen, 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 before you shout it. Are you ready for two or three services in this place? Hey, I don't feel confident.
No way. Are you ready for two or three services in this place? Look to the person beside you and say, what are you going to do about it? I hope the answer is you're going to honor the house. We're going to honor the Lord. We're going to put our gifts out there. Oh, pastors, pastor, count on me. We're going to multiply the thing. What we see here in this morning is going to be two, three times. And until God gives you a different place. But man, I tell you what, you can't stay the way you are. God is going to stretch you. Let's say stretch you. Yeah. Uh, some of you needed to say, I'm in for the kids. I'm in for the nursery. I'm in for the doors. I'm in for the parking lot. I I'm in. I'm just in. I'm just in. I'm in nothing right now, but I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Say, to look to the person beside you and say, I'm in. You didn't do that. Look to the person beside you and say, I'm in. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to, I'm going to, I promise Pastor Roy, I just come here once every so often. So, listen to me. And I'm not the real pastor. The real pastor comes next week. It'll be much better. You'll come back next week. If you're, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to go personal with your life right now. For, particularly for the families. Families. I want you to just, there was an anointing here last night for families. And I would just want to go back there again for families to come to know Jesus. Family to come back to the sheepfold. Shem prodigals to come back to the house. Would you do that? Would you do that right now? Come on, just open up. Mention them by name, by name, by name, by name, by name. Just call them. Just call them. Just call them by name. Just call them by name. Just call them by name. By name, by name, by name, by name, by name. By name, by name. By name, listen, 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 listen. Before I, I, I ask you to pray and then I ask you to listen. But listen, listen, listen. Stop praying, stop praying, stop praying. Listen to me, listen to me. Pastor Jim Simbalat from Brooklyn Tabernacle. His daughter gave him nothing but headache for years and years and years. She served the Lord up to about 15, 16 years old. Then she went haywire and she went in all kinds of crazy stuff and she left home. For years. They did not know where she was. Years. I've been in one of their prayer meetings. Boy, their prayer meetings is a my father. One of those prayer meetings, he's sitting there. A lady comes and says, Pastor, I just feel that we need to pray for her daughter. Her name, let's say, I don't know her name, but let's say Rebecca. We need to pray for Rebecca. He looked at her and said, look, I have prayed, I have fasted, I have done all things. He didn't say that to her because he didn't want to discourage her. But she was a woman of credibility. But he felt that. He said, I just did all that and okay. She goes, you know what? If you feel this, get the microphone and lead the church. And so she went and he's sitting on the chair. Choir is over here. She's, he's sitting on the chair, heads bow. His wife wasn't even in a prayer meeting. The woman takes the microphone and says, hey, let's call upon the name of the Rebecca. And so they did. Something broke that night. He comes home and says, honey, I don't know, but you know, we had a prayer meeting and Rebecca's name was mentioned and man, it was just a crazy place. Several months has passed. Several months passed by. He is on Sunday morning shaving up in, the, up in the, his bathroom. Doorbell rings at 6 a.m. Weird 6 a.m. somebody in his house. His wife goes open the door, comes back upstairs and he goes, Jim, you're not going to believe, but Rebecca is downstairs. He goes downstairs. She's, she doesn't come into the house because she didn't know that she was allowed. 
that's how the devil wants to play, you know. Yes. She, she, yeah, she crawled in. See? She crawled in to the house. And she goes, Dad, Dad, forgive me. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Would you please receive me back? That morning, she made her way back, went to the house of God. Today, is pastoring a church. You know that. Why am I saying this to you? Because you have probably sons, daughters, relatives, friends that you call dear, and, and they just need. And today, you know, sing about that song, the name of Jesus that you sang, you know, the Jesus or whatever it is that we went on. That, that one. I want us to sing. You know, what, how does that go? Speak Jesus. Yeah, that one. Go, go for it. Yeah. Speak Jesus. They, they don't, yeah. Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Over every hey! heart and every mind. Come on, let faith rise up in your heart. Because I know there is peace People in your presence. Jesus is calling. I speak Jesus. Jesus is calling your sons and daughters. Jesus is calling. Oh, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Prodigals that belong to this house, we Every call you back. addiction starts to break. Jesus! Jesus! Glory, there is hope, there is freedom. Hey. I speak Jesus. Father, we call things that are dead, relationships that are dead to come back to life. We commit ourselves to be people that go beyond recognition. It's good. But we are going to be people harvest that are people of honor. We are going to honor. We are going to put actions where our words are. We are going to honor you with our time. We are going to honor you with our talents. We're going to honor you with our treasures. We are going to honor you, Lord, by giving, by sowing, by serving. Oh God, and we thank you, Lord, for you bringing restitution, reconciliation, bringing people back to life. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in our midst. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus in, in Jesus the name. streets, Jesus in the dark. I love you, people. God bless you. Stay, stay, stay a little bit more till He comes. Jesus for my family, I speak glory name. Jesus. 
Like, well, you got something? Uh, I actually just shared this with Pastor Roy, but I just feel to share it with the church. Um, we've been put up in the Best Western. It was awesome. And our, our room was so far down that back side that we were trying to find a parking spot closest to the doorway that we could get in. So, so we know, hey, this is, the, this is the walkway in, the closest spot to get to our room. And so the very first night, Friday, Friday afternoon, we're like, okay, we're gonna find out where the room is. And so, trying to be observant, and I'm looking, okay, there's the door that we need to go into. What do I need to orientate my life to? And it was the Restore. <laughs> Habitat for Humanity Restore, right there, is the doorway that I walk in. And I feel like the Lord is saying, you've got to reorientate your prayers, your purpose, your sense of destiny into the restoration, the restore of the Lord for your families that have walked away, the prodigals that have walked away, those people that you know that could be in a better place and they're just struggling. And I feel like the Lord is saying, part of the new clothes for the new season is the restoration, the restore of God. And so I just feel like over this church right now that there is not only a faith for harvest, there's specifically in this season, this year, a faith for prodigals to come home. So just to share very briefly my own story. My mom came to the Lord in 1981. Uh, she's been married, they're married 50 years to my dad. My dad is, we call him a pre-Christian. He's not a believer yet. My youngest brother n knew the Lord passionately, was a worship leader, and in his early 20s ran from God, and he's still running, and he's in his late 30s, almost 40. He's still running. And something shifted January 1st this year. And, and if I can be brutally honest with you, I have had disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. How many have ever had their hopes up? Only to have them dashed. 
January 1st, 2023, and the Lord said, I feel like hope is arising again for that. And I feel like some of you that have just given up that prayer, you've come to prayer meeting after prayer meeting after prayer meeting and you've prayed. You're like, God, when? God, I pray, God, I believe. Orientate yourself to the Holy Spirit's restorative process. In your prayers, say, Lord, we're gonna orientate and anchor ourselves to the God of restoration because he can restore anything. You say, well, you don't know how bad the situation is with my family. Trust me, I get it. If you understood my dad and my younger brother, you'd get. There's been a lot of hopeless moments. But I feel like the Lord over this church right now is saying, have hope again for prodigals to come home. And you may say, hey, I don't got a prodigal in my family. My family's serving the Lord. Then you stand as an intercessor, praying, standing in the gap for those in this house that have lost loved ones, that they don't know Christ, or one day knew Christ and have chosen to walk away. This is a year of restoration for this house. There's a year of restoration. Lord, let's just pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, we lift up every person we're thinking of right now. We're lifting up every prodigal. We're lifting up every family member. We're lifting up every son, every daughter, every mom, every dad, every uncle, every aunt, every cousin, every nephew, every niece. We're lifting up everyone, Lord, that we knew. God, that were prodigals that were calling for it to come home. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would find them and that they would come to their senses. God, that they would come to their senses by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, that they would run to the altar. God, that they would run to the cross. God, there would be no hesitation. God, that they would get all in from the first moment, oh God. God, that's what we pray for. That's what we stand for, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say it. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus, shout Jesus, shout Jesus from the mountain, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my Over every enemy. Come on, sing it out. Jesus for the faith. 
never know how to end a service, but love you guys. Thanks for coming. Go in faith. Be stirred. Bring all this into your week. And we'll see you next Sunday. Love you.